Jesus. Amen. This is Grace Assembly, where lives are being transformed by the ministry of the Word of God. Uh, and I pray that as we behold His face, we get, be more and more like Him until that day when He will come to take us back to be reconnected uh, with Him. Amen. Now, this evening, we're going to continue where we left off on Sunday. And many, how many of us remember our discussion on Sunday? How many of us remember our discussion on Sunday? What is the title of the message? Don't show me the slide. The title of the message. Anybody? Title? Let me know that you are still with me. You won't try. Just give me your hand. Anybody with the title? Yes, Ambassador. His Excellency, the Ambassador of God. Yes. Sorry? Walk. Anybody else? Anybody else? Ah. Ambassador, you are checking your notes now. <laughs> we used to call that Expo. Oh, yeah. Walk deeper. Walk deeper. Can we clap for Brother Awesome? How many of us were able to meditate on the message? You know, the senior pastor says something that any message you hear from here, don't just sit down and listen to it again. And even those of us who share the message, we are the first one. I think you, I listened to it first thing on Monday. Either it was what took me to sleep on Sunday or early in the hours of Monday. Because even those of us who deliver the word, it, there's some freshness to you. Am I right, pastors? When you are here, it's almost as if you are not the one that is speaking. God is just using you as a vessel. And there, you know, fresh, there's fresh understanding. Even on Sunday when we were in pastor's office, we took it to different directions, dimensions, and so on and so forth. The reason why we share the word is so that it can build you. It can be edified in you. It's not just, we're not here for conversation. It is so that it can guide our lives, our Christian lives, and we'll be able to build more. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. So walk deeper. Hmm. Um, does anybody want to share with us what we learned? What, what significant thing came to you on that Sunday? What, anything, anything that came to you. I have my notes. Again, I've listened to the message a couple of times. I've meditated over it. I've asked myself where I am in my walk with Christ. Any other person that something that caught you about the message on Sunday that you'd like to share. You know, interactive Bible study is everybody can share. Hallelujah. Anybody? Nobody. Mr. Bright, you want to help us? Yes. Praise God. Uh, the part that really... Why is the volume not very good? Thank you, sir. Not you. It's technical. Okay. We can't hear him. The, the part that really caught me was when you said sometimes we, we tend to walk uh, ahead of God. Mm. Walking ahead of God. Mm. Um, trying to, even when, after, after hearing the sermon, you go mm. home and you still subscribe to that fast mm. method. You know, not really yeah. walking with God, walking ahead of God. And mm. we should not. Somebody, sometimes we want to take a shortcut. Alright? There's a character in the Bible who took a shortcut. Who didn't wait. And he lost it all. Can anybody help me with that person? Who? Yeah. yeah put in the microphone so not for my own benefit. Who? So. What happened? Explain to me what happened. Okay, um... Good evening, church. Good evening. It was when um, he uh, waited for the man of God to come mm. in order to sacrifice, make the sacrifice. Mm. So he took it upon himself that 
this is what the man of God has been mm. doing. I think I can also mm. um, get on with it. And mm. also God would accept the sacrifice. Mm. Not knowing that we all have different parts to play mm. when it comes to the kingdom. So he actually went, you know, before God. And with that, the kingdom he was thrown away from him. All right. Did so, was that a good thing? So, so. Was it a good thing? Not a so, so. So, Saul did the wrong thing. Exactly. Okay, now let me turn to you. How many of us have many times not waited for God? Has that happened to you before? You know, you, you, you say to yourself, I got this. You understand? I got this. Yeah, I got yeah, You don't need to get involved in this. I got this. I got this covered. And sometimes something so innocuous, you know, when you read the Bible and you look back, it's easy for you to heap blames. Ah, if I was Saul, I would never do that. That was, that's a typical example of somebody not waiting for God on Sunday. Yes, sir. Let me pass up. Yes. Um, I think we should investigate why. Why? Because... That way, the Bible says, when you go into the word of God, mm. look at it like a mirror. Mm. So it shows you the kind of person you are. The mm-hmm. Bible says that um, Samuel delayed to arrive. Mm-hmm. So Samuel didn't keep the timing. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about all of us. We have a timing we have set for God. So if God doesn't show up, we sometimes walk ahead of God. But in this case... What happened was that the people started to move away from him. That's what the Bible registers, that the people started to scatter. Now, as the king, he felt he needed the, king, the people to be with him. And I want us to focus on people. Hmm. What do people expect of me? As the king, they expect me to be in charge. Samuel should be here. The sacrifice should be done. Things are going out of plan. Mm. People start to respond. Mm. He doesn't keep his eye on God. Mm. He moves his eye to people. Mm. Most and generally, what makes us walk ahead of God Mm. is people's opinion. Mm. For instance, if by this age, I am supposed to have something. The moment it looks like God is not following that calendar, people start to talk. Mm. And so the talk of people is what usually prompts us mm. to now come up with a plan. And the plan for Saul was that I can, I can do this. And there are many of us that say I can do this. Then we start something that God is not in. Mm. My concern is what God did not start. God he has no to responsibility finish, to, to finish it. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Let me, you know, there's so many that we are not working with God. Remember, Sarah, when God had a promise with Abraham, and when Sarah thought that that plan was not working, she engaged in what? Her own plan. She took her housemaid and gave it to her, gave her, I beg your pardon, to her husband. Remember? Because she thought the plan wasn't working. That's an example of somebody who is walking ahead of God. Because it, by her own estimation, she was getting old. Abraham was getting old. Biologically, you are not supposed to have children at that age. Time is running out. You know what Yoruba call it? Have you heard that before? You haven't heard that, Pastor? When they want to tell you to go and visit, you know those places? Yes, that's what they say. Which means that God doesn't mind a little help. Now, the God that you serve, does he need your help? When it was time for him to produce the son of promise, did he not? Whether the biological clock had stopped ticking or not, it wasn't important. So many of us, the problem we have, that we don't walk, 
We walk ahead of God. Let me give you another example. I've not even started what I want to talk about tonight. Let me give you an example. Follow me to John 21 verse 3. John 21 verse 3. This, this statement is so deep. How many of you remember this? It says what? Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. Give me verse 12. Verse 12. What happened in verse 12? Or, no, not verse 12. That you, is that what verse 12 says? Am I right? No, verse 2. I beg your pardon. Verse 2. I wanted to say verse 2. Hey! Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Yorubani, and we go. The totality of them, when you understand me, when you look at leaders, they are supposed to come together. You expect serious wisdom exuding from them. Then in your collective, you know, that's what my mother will say, my late mom. So, <laughs> after thinking about it, this is what you came on. So, look, was there an instruction? There was an instruction. Now, where were they supposed to go to? Go and wait in Jerusalem. The man had been saying this before he died. That after I go, I'm going to send you a helper. It's in the Bible. So what they ought to have been doing was that, my God, this man, let me wait. 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 Give me verse 3. Because nothing was happening. Hey, does that sound like any one of us? Nothing is happening to you. Your business, nothing is happening. Marriage, nobody is even... Nobody is even... Toasting you. Talk of date. Talk of marriage. And I'm not casting aspersion at anybody. I'm talking about myself too. Because there are certain things I believe in my life. Maybe God should have done by this time. And he's not doing it. Is it time for me to join? One of the biggest problems Christian, Christians have. Is this. Going fishing. Look at it. It says, yeah. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. It's even bad that he said he's going fishing. Then guess what happened? Read it now. They said to him, not one of them even said, ah, this is not the plan. Okay, we were told to wait. We are told to wait. Some of us are in the waiting room. And don't let me hide it from you. Waiting is difficult. Waiting is tough. Maybe one of these days, we will do a series or a teaching on how to wait. Because honestly, if you are going to be a good Christian, if you don't know how to wait, you cannot be. It is impossible for you to be a good Christian if you do not know how to wait. He said, we are going with you also. And they went out and immediately got into the boat. Then what happened? They caught plenty. They caught half. They caught some. Nothing. The reason why some of us are catching nothing is because we have gone ahead of God. We have walked ahead of God. We are not waiting for the promise. We have decided to move far ahead of God. Hello. Are we talking? And many of us are guilty. If not all of us. Believe you me, I've walked ahead of God. And usually when you walk ahead of God, you know, let me tell you what. Listen. Peter didn't say, let's go and build a house. Peter didn't say, Let's go and build a boat. Do you notice that any time that you are walking ahead of God is in an area of familiarity? 
So, sorry, I'm not hitting at the ladies. There's some guy, loser of a guy, who treated you so badly. And because you don't want to wait for God, you are going back there. You are saying to yourself, half a loaf is better than chin chin. And you're saying, mm, he's, a, he's not of my faith. He's not, but it's okay. You know, God will change him. The man beats you blue and black. And you're saying, when you marry him, God will change him. Umbo. What's that? Um, jo- what's Joshua? Have you? <laughs> Anthony Joshua. <clears throat> May we not walk ahead of God in the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to take a hymn. A hymn. We were supposed to have taken it on Saturday, on uh, Sunday. But let's take the hymn this time around. And I want you to join. It's titled, Trust and Obey. I'm going to ask you to please stand. Then we will go into today's full message. Oh, we walk by 
Thank you, Minister Bright. Please be seated. There's no other way to be happy in Christ. It is for us to trust and to obey. He says, where he sends, we will go. We will walk by his side. Because we will trust and obey. If you do not hear anything else this evening, keep that. So, may the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Let me take you to Colossians 2 verse 6. Colossians 2 verse 6. Before, I will give you like three dimensions of how you need to walk with Christ and walk deeper. It says in Colossians 2 verse 6, As you have therefore, as you therefore have received, I beg your pardon, Christ Jesus the Lord, so do what? walk in him. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. And if we are good Bible students, your question would be that, how can I walk in Christ? Is that right? Would that be a question? Anybody wants to guess? Or help us? How do we walk we have established that we must walk in Christ. We must walk with God. We mustn't walk ahead of him. We mustn't walk against him. God is sending you to Nineveh and then you are heading to Tashish. May that not be our portion in the name of Jesus. May we not be swallowed up by something we cannot handle. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, some of us who are dealing with some situation is only because we have headed to Tashish and we have been swallowed by something that is bigger than us and we're struggling. We're struggling. And until God instructed the whale to throw up Jonah, nothing happened. Nothing happened. So how can we walk with Christ this evening or walk in Christ? How can we walk deeper? I'd like your own Thoughts before I go into my yes, sir. Please. All right. Good evening, church. Good evening. Um, by trusting mm -hmm. and obeying Him. Mm. Do you want to? Do you want? You know, in those days when we answer the question, there was what is that word they use? Sorry. Explain. Explain. Just help us. Put some flesh on it. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, in one of the teachings that the senior pastor taught us, he mm. said, when walking, it's just like a car. He used an example of a car. The light of the car can only see to a particular length. Mm. Mm. So walking with God, you may not know. Of course, you do not know the what lies on, yeah. end. But all you need to do is, as he speaks, as you hear, you trust him. You follow his instruction. You walk in his footsteps. And as you do that, on and on, it will take you to the final destination. Mm. How many of us have Google Maps or we use Google Maps? I, I honestly believe that Google Maps downloaded the mind of God. I've used Google Maps the most convoluted journey. You know, ordinarily, maybe, and this journey I'm talking about, when I saw where it says I should go through, it didn't really make sense. You know, go through, then where you come there, then turn like this, then you talk. 
one of the days that um, when the bridge was being fixed, the third mainland bridge, it took me into some places in Ebutemeta. I drove right past the headquarters of the redeemed church. I've never been there before. I just see that redeemed church from the bridge. When I came out, came out, came out, I just came out somewhere after we go. All the traffic was behind. Why? Because somebody, or let me sorry, some some device can read your journey and can help you plot your graph. When I looked at it, it didn't make sense to me. And that's the way of God. Sometimes when he says, go and do stuff, we, it doesn't make sense to us. So it is very important in our work to trust and obey. If this is what God said we should do, do it. Do it. Anybody else? Yes. Yeah. We can also trust God by acting out the, His promises. Mm. It is not enough to believe and go to mm. your bed mm. and sleep. Mm. If, you've, if you've caught a prophecy that you're going to be rich, you're going to do that, you need to start acting it. I'm, I'm, looking, start I'm looking for the scripture. Help me with the scripture. You're onto something, but give me the scripture. I cannot remember, but you need to start acting out. Attending, if you have to attend seminars where they teach on finance and stuff like that those ways is also believing you align yourself like that okay that let, let, let me think of what i think you're doing the bible says without faith, faith yes. it is impossible to please god so um the bible says that you must believe that god is a rewarder of them that seek him diligently so, you know, when God has made a promise to you and he says, walk with me, the problem with many of us, like the man of God said, is that we are looking at the environment. Yeah, man, you don't understand me. We are looking at the environment. So, God says that by this time, rain will fall. Let me give you an example. And you look, what did the man say? The man of God said, go and check. He went seven times. And he says, I see cloud like the size of a fist. So, in order to walk with God, our faith must be activated. Our faith must be activated. It's difficult for you. Let me talk about Noah. When God said to Noah, go and build an ark, he himself didn't know what was coming. God just instructed him to build an ark. So, the, the equivalent of what we're talking about is like Noah building an ark in Sahara Desert. Do you know the number of people who would have made fun of him? Ha, all day. You are still building this ark. Okay, you will see. And people were going back every day, making fun of him. And like the man of God said, it is possible that if he listened to them, he would have stopped building the ark. Their opinion. Exactly. If he listened to their opinion, if he listened, if Noah had put on his radio at that time, and they were talking about the weather forecast, he would have felt like a fool. There are times that you've got to switch off everything and focus on God. Yeah, if you want to clap, clap. Switch off everything. If God, if you know that's what God has told you, it will still come to pass. It will still come to pass. Take the redeemed Christian church of God. God gave the founder a promise. I'm sure maybe possibly by the time the man died, he could never even imagine what the uh, redeemed RCCG will come today. He would never have imagined. But God gave him that promise. If it was about his own activation, he could have given up. But he continued and continued. and 
Some, you know, I believe that Revelation is like a book. It opens in chapters. God, because he's God, he may show you the end, but he doesn't tell you the way to go there. You know why? So that you can trust him. So that you can trust him. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Good evening, church. Good evening. Our first thing that I want to consider in walking deeper is the word of God. The word. The word itself. The word being that if the word is not there, then that means there's nothing to trust Mm. and there's nothing to obey. Mm. If there is no foundation, Mm. there's nothing to build on. Mm. So once you have the word of God, which is the light, Mm. then you can have something to hold on to. Mm. You can have something to obey. You can have something to trust. Mm. Because you can't trust in something you don't know about Mm -mm. or something you don't have. Mm. Thank you, sir. Yeah, there's somebody here. This here, yes. But just before you come to, let's stay a bit on that word. I'm going to come to you, unless you want to talk about the word. But hold on. It says, "Your word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you." He said, "Your word is a lamp unto my feet." He talks about that man who is blessed. Why? Because he meditates. Day and night. Meditates day. Everything. Every action. Every reaction. Is based on the word of God. There's no way. The Bible is like a manual. So you buy a car. And you want to know the details. You want to know how the car functions and operates. A few days ago. I bought a standing fan so that I could cool some equipment. And by the time he came, he came in a small, he came in a box. Oh my God, I'm supposed to be the one to put this together. I had to sit down, bring out the manual to couple the fan. Without the manual, I may not have been able to do it. And if I did it, it wasn't working perfectly. I go back to the manual. So, the manual of God is contained in the Bible. And believe you me, the Bible has an answer for everything that is there. Under the earth, everything. The Bible has an answer. So, that word, you cannot walk. You can't. If you do not know the word. When you join an organization, what do they give you? They hand you what is called the employee's handbook. Am I right? So that you know that in this place, we resume work at 8 o'clock. And we close, well, we go on break at 1 o'clock. Can you join an organization? And maybe after they give you the handbook, then you say, Mew, I want to be coming to work at 11 o'clock. How long are you going to be in that place? It's not. So the word of God is critical. Very critical in our work with God. You know, I always make fun of, uh, or I joke about the senior pastor. If you have anything, if you say anything, tell him anything. If you say you have running stomach, I'm just using that as a, he will link it to one scripture. I say, what has this man, what's this man say? I say, I have, uh, <laughs> I have running stomach. He will bring out one scripture. That kind of, you say something, then you back it up with a scripture. And I wonder, how does he, Relates everything to the word of God. It's the beginning and the end of his thinking. Everything. Your ta- if you tell him your car has flat tire, he will bring out one scripture. One way or the other. Anyway, let me try this man. <laughs> Good evening, sir. Good evening, church. Um, like the example you gave of a car. Mm. So I think one of the ways to walk deeper 
in Christ is that, um, for example, now you said you are using Google. Mm. Now, you seen Google, for example, it's showing you where um, the ways you're going to take. But for you to be able to get to where you are going to, you did something, and what you did was to listen to where or, or to listen to the instructions you are being given. And one thing is to listen, and another thing is to, to take obey. a step. To obey. Yes. So before, because there's no way you find, you listen to Google, but definitely you can't just get there. But you taking a step, mm. living and trusting and mm. obeying the ways at which you're going mm. to get there. And another thing is, when, okay, fine, God has showed you that, okay, this is where, this is where you are going to. I want, to sh- I want to take you there, and you have to trust and obey me. Now, for you to be able to walk deeper in Christ, you should also have a good relationship with men. For example, now you're driving a car, and yet, okay, fine, Google is telling you, okay, go through this route, and you are fighting with the police on the road, definitely you can't go. Uh, yeah. So, the Bible says, follow peace with all men mm-hmm. and holiness, without which no man can see God. So, I, I, I think, let me say what I would sum it up over here, in walking with God, character is essential. In walking with God, so the S, what Google is doing is that it wants to get me to point from point A to point B, and Google is already doing his own work. Then I choose somewhere on the place to get out of my car and start racking a downfall driver. Is that Google's fault? It's not Google's fault. It's my fault. Because I couldn't manage myself. Somebody scratched my car or somebody splashed water on my car and I decide to let my true character come out. So, again, character is critical in our work with God. It is critical. Every day, God is trying to mold us. There's none of us that came with one kind of... You understand me? Somebody will say, my, in my family... We can, you know, I don't know what, tell me something. That in my family, this is how we are. It's a lie. That's not how God created you. You molded yourself to be like that. Am I right? In my family, we don't do this. Or in my family, anybody that causes us, we fight. It's not, that's not God's plan for you. May the Lord help us in the name of you. Yeah, you want to say something? Yes, please. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, so since everyone is using Google, let me use <laughs> Google as an example. Okay, whilst you were speaking, um, I think whilst we were reading the story of um, Saul, why um, he did not wait for Samuel to come, that really brought memories of how we live our lives on a daily basis. So when I started using Google Map for the first time then, so you will put you will launch where you want to go from point A to point B. Then you will click the button that says navigate. So you will hear a voice that starts giving you directions. So it tell you, go 100 kilometers or 100 meters and take left. When you take left, then it tells you enter the, let's say the A1 highway, which is I think the third Midland Bridge or E1, I think. So he will now tell you, go 700 miles. Then you will take the next turn to your right. Then you now keep driving and driving and driving. At some point, your mind will now start seeing bridges left and right. And you mm. now start wondering, uh, Google is not saying anything. No matter <laughs> junction. You now start, you know, you said something on Sunday. That distraction is always attractive. So mm. you get distracted to be on the stairs. You start mm. looking at your phone. Mm. to expect the Google voice to say, okay, mm. take the left or take the right, and then you become distracted. So sometimes you have to pull over and then start the journey again from mm. there. Okay, maybe this guy has forgotten that, that I'm, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> so maybe, or maybe I've lost data. So mm. you try to check your phones and all the rest. Whilst, because at that point, I personally did not understand how it worked. So I did not know that from the very last time he told me to do 600 miles, he's not going to say anything else until I am maybe 100 miles 
or 50 miles close to that place. Mm. So I do not understand that when I'm close, that's when it's now going to give me the mm. next instruction. Mm. So I, I did not know that. So like Saul, I was, you know, maybe people are around you in the car, you don't want to miss road. And they say, are you new in Lagos? So for the shame of the people, you are doing this and that. So that comes to tell us, when God gave Saul that judgment, he said, you've missed it, so I'm going to mm. take the kingdom away. Mm. There's a man I'm looking for that understands how I mm. work, mm. and his name is David. He will mm. take your position because he understands mm. how I work. So in working with God, working deeper, I think it's essential as Christians, we understand how he works. Mm. It will take away duty and all the rest. That's profound. That's profound. We must understand how God. Do you know all our Christian life, we are trying to understand God. That's completely. I listened. I think Pastor was one who shared something to us that somebody said that Pastor um, Bishop uh, Okonko said, "How come is it when he turned seventy that he now started understanding God? That what has he been doing since?" Ben Hinn said the same thing. That it's almost as if this Christianity is new to him. You know, as I was studying today, I just said to myself, this God is so deep. And Yoruba have a saying, say, Awamari. You cannot fully, there's nobody that can fully understand the workings of God. Yeah, Pastor okay. Pastor, you want to say something? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, I'll come to you. Um, walking deeper. Mm. I want to break it down mm. as walking from the beginning to the to end. The, end. Um, the story of Saul mm. when he was told to go look for the donkey. Mm. It, it was just an every other, every other day affair. Mm. But that day was the day his life and his purpose was going to be fulfilled. So number one, take your every day as if it is the beginning of your purpose. Mm. You have to take life very serious. Mm. On that journey, he took a servant with him. Mm. That means you have to surround yourself with the right people on this journey. Because when he gave up, he was the servant that encouraged yeah. him and gave him everything he needed to move forward. So in this journey, you're going to come to a point whereby you're going to give up. And those people that surround you will encourage you to move you forward. And at the end of the day, he met with Samuel. And Samuel now took him to where he was supposed to go. And when they left, Samuel gave him some instructions. And he had to follow those instructions. Mm. So that was the part of life that got him to where he was going. Mm. He was now anointed as the next king. Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think Pastor wants to say something. But just before Pastor says that, I just want to elaborate on what Pastor K said. Just don't let's miss the point. If you are going to walk with God, you cannot walk alone. You cannot walk alone. No matter how anointed you are. You cannot walk alone. You understand me? You know, there are some people who feel that Spirit Coco, they are born again before Christ came. You cannot do this journey alone. Nowhere in the Bible did any man commit the feat alone. So, when we say come to church on Wednesdays, it's not just because we want to see your face. Because we believe that in the midst of all of us, their support. So if I am going through a situation, he is there to support me. Man of God is there to support me. You are there to support me. Imagine if Saul tell that after all my father is rich, I can do this by myself. It was that um, servant that aided him. Now, again, let me take it further. In your work with God, you must check the quality of the person that is working with you. Bible says that iron sharpeneth 
iron. You know, a lot of us, we cover ourselves from our brothers. Again, sorry, let me give another Yoruba proverb. It says the person that is going to bath your dead body, you can't hide from that person. Because at the end of the day, the person is going to see you anyway. And we church people should stop being judgmental. Because somebody can come to you, I'm having some very bad thoughts. Do you understand me? Ah, hey. And you call yourself a Christian. Ah, brother, you need to go and watch yourself. Do you understand me? I'm having some very bad thoughts. Somebody will say, you know what? I'm going to sit with you. Because with two of us here, it's going to be difficult for you to do whatever you want to do. Are you feeling me? So, one of the ways that the devil can hit you is isolating yourself. Yes, sir. You can clap for me. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, when Jesus sent them out, he sent them two, two by, by two. two. So, everybody needs a companion. In the, in the um, in Ecclesiastes, it says um, two are better than that one. one. He said, when one is down, the other will lift him up. Yeah. So, solo runs don't work. Mm-mm. Everybody has a time when you need help. Mm. As a matter of fact, Hebrews 10 verse 24, I think, says, do not forsake the gathering oh, of yourselves yourself. together as is the manner of some. Because a time comes, it says, you will need to encourage one another, which is what the servant did to Saul. Uh-huh. Um, you can give us maybe the Amplified not forsaking the assembly of one another. This is not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers as is the habit of some people but admonishing, warning, urging, and and encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day approaching. So it is wisdom that if you want to walk deeper with God, God sets the solitary in families. In fact, alone does not work. Even Jesus didn't work alone. Mm. He had Peter, James, and John Mm. on transfiguration. At Gethsemane, he had people with him. So that's wisdom for every one of us. Now, what I wanted to say is, I, I even want to take it to the basics. You're talking about walking deeper with God. The word deeper is deeper. You don't get to deeper overnight. Let's even start with starting to walk with God. The scripture that comes to mind is how can two walk together? Except. Except they be agreed. Let's talk about agreement. For me to walk together with somebody, we have to know who is the leader, who is the follower. That's the problem. Even in marriage, the reason why you can't walk together is there's no agreement. If two people walk together, one person must be in charge. Because if we don't know who is in charge, if Jesus stops and you think that Jesus is not in charge of your life, you will continue to walk. Or you will drag him. Or you walk away. So the basic thing that hits me is there is a lack of fundamental understanding of who is the master and who is the servant. That's why Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, when you don't do things I say? It's not what you say, it is how you respond to him. Now, when it comes to working with the Lord, you can tell people who struggle with who Jesus is to them. A lot of people see Jesus as helper, that's fine. They see Jesus as provider, that's fine. But they don't see him as Lord. That's the problem of the church today. As long as he's helping, there's no problem. As long as he's supplying, there's no problem. When he speaks as Lord, speak for your servant. That's where we have a problem. So we need to deal with that thing. We need to go back to the understand that Jesus may call you friends, but he's also Lord of all. Mm. So when he speaks as Lord, there's no controversy. What I say at TJF is, we talk, everybody brings their opinion. At the end of the day, this we go the to the word of God, God, and that is the end of discussion. Mm. The relationship between you and me and the Lord should be that when he speaks, it is end of discussion. How can two work together? 
except they be angry. Can I tell you something? I think it's Proverbs 14, verse 14, that says, A backslider is not the one that carries prostitutes in the clubhouse. That is definitely a sinner. But the sinner that we need to worry about is the one in the house of God. It says a backslider is the person who is filled with his own ways. Give us Proverbs 14, 14, I think. It is on the screen. Hmm? It's on on the screen. Why is it not here? Oh, okay. Give us the King James. This one is very long. The backslider in heart will be filled in his own ways. So if I am filled with my own ways, how can I walk deeper with the Lord? That's what happened to Sarah. Sarah knew the Lord. Sarah knew the Lord. The first time the Lord said, your wife will have a child. What did she do? She laughed. How can Abraham be married to somebody so close? And Abraham was a friend of God. What did happen to Sarah now? At one point in time, she was the one that went to take the maid and give to the man. Sarah was filled with her own ways. And then when it became a problem, the Bible says there was a day, Ishmael was deriding Isaac. She went to Abraham, still filled with her own ways, and says, send him out with his mother. And the Bible says this thing displeased Abraham, who is not filled with his own ways. But so that she won't cause too much trouble, he sent them out. In fact, God said, just go. I will deal with that problem. So my, my concern is, let's not go to the postgraduate. Do we have an agreement of who is Lord and who is not Lord? Do we have an agreement that my feelings cannot supersede the instruction of the Lord? Do we have an agreement that the world may be going in this direction and the Lord may be going in this direction? Do we understand that to be a backslider, you don't need to be a drunkard. You just need to be full of yourself that you will do what you want to do. And as long as there's a conflict between what the Lord says and what you want or how, you will do it your own way. We will settle this matter. And you know what happens? When you look into the law of God and you see who you are, that is the opportunity, the best opportunity to start telling yourself a lie and realign yourself with God. This is what this class is all about. For all of us to know really the quality of relationship we have with the Lord and make the adjustment, all of us, including me, as necessary. And God help us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, let me round up because time is far spent. Oh, sorry. Awesome. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Praise God. Good event. Okay, um, using, the, using Google too as an example. Uh, Which one? The, Pastor Etevia's Google or my own Google? It is, uh, okay, um, for you to use Google, you have to be connected. And you have to have a strong internet. So. Ah. <laughs> ah. 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 No network, sir. When there's no network, there's no Google. Ha! I, I, somebody was passing around iPhone, something on iPhone 13. iPhone 13. I think they, they saw something. That he will even ask you, if you, are you vaccinated? Blah, 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 blah. The latest iPhone. So, you can even carry around the iPhone 13. In fact, carry iPhone 15. When there is no connection, there is no Google. Ah! Bible says that they are led by the Spirit of God at the source of God. So you have to stay. Bible says that tarry in the presence of God. Because if you don't stay with God, you can't you can't go deeper in God. Wow. Wow. No connection. MTN. 
the right connection. <laughs> no, I'm an Ethel. I'm an Ethel man. The smart. What does Ethel say? The smart connection. But this one, we are looking for the God connection. And just like Pastor Ethiopia said, because sometimes it goes off. You lose. You know, it's even easier when you actually know your way. Maybe in Lagos, and you are looking for the shortest distance. If you travel outside the country, that you don't know the road, you know, you just arrive in Los Angeles, Houston, anywhere, and you are going to see someone you've never been there before in your life, and then the the thing ceases. This one is not that is waiting for you to get there. You get to a crossroad. <laughs> ah. no, but, but you know what when that happens, yes. Exactly. Comes back. That is when you need a retreat. Mm. Once the connection is bad. Don't join people running all about it. That's time for a retreat. So that you reconnect. reconnect. Oh God, do you know another one that happens? Sometimes when it says to you, like you said, in America especially, the highways are long. So it can be from exit 2 to exit 40. So sometimes before you leave home, you can cram that exit you are supposed to go off. So when it goes off, you can continue going well because you are rest assured because the Google map told you you are going to exit 42A. So that's when the word of God comes in you because there will be times that you don't have the luxury of that connection. It is what is already deposited in you that you've got to use. And if you are empty at that time, no connection and you are empty, Omar, you're on your own. No? So if you fill yourself every time with the word of God, should there be, should there be, just like when Jesus was on the cross or was in Gethsemane and was saying to himself, was he on the cross when he said, why hast thou forsaken me? Or when he said, may this cause pass over me. It looked as if he had lost connection with heaven. If Jesus that came from, he knew the script and was still saying, Lord, Lord, why hast thou? For, for that moment, it looks as if connection don't go. Sir, you are going to say what says on Still the same thing. When you lose connection, what happened to Jesus? Yes. He stayed in the place of prayer. Hmm. And the father sent an angel to, to encourage him. Yeah. So, when you lose connection, don't follow people running all over the place. Go into the retreat mode. When we were in my office on Sunday, were you not the one saying that, Pastor, you know, I feel that we need to go into on a, a kind retreat. of retreat. Yeah. You see, the world is so confused. And they're always sending signal to you. And they want you to be running with them. And you ah. know, inside you, it may take you nowhere. There's times we need to quiet it. There are times to shut down these phones. Yeah. Yeah. Social media, I know they sleep. Mm. There's times, you see, part of, and sometimes God tests us. You didn't lose network. He just doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. He wants to see whether he can make you be quiet. Mm. Who has been through a season where you didn't hear anything from God? Ah. <laughs> he wants to test. Yeah. It's like my children. If I want to test their obedience, I say, sit down here. I'm coming. And I'm looking from the window to see how long the child will stay there. And many times, the child gets up, gets into trouble, and I flog the child. So sometimes, it's not that you lose connection. You, God is testing you. With every test that you pass a test, what happens? Promotion. May mm. we get promoted in Jesus' name. Are we learning something? This walk deeper. This walk deeper. 
even far beyond than I imagine. You want to say something? Oh, somebody wants. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Praise God, church. Hallelujah. Um, so, in walking deeper with God, I believe in, like Pastor said, it's very basic. I, I believe in this um, simple song. Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day. If you want to grow, it's as basic as read your Bible, pray, pray every, every day. day. Also, I am a swim coach. And in one of the ways that I can connect it to walking deeper with God is in swimming, when you decide to rely on your strength to swim, you find it a lot more difficult. Mm. You end up spraining, mm. and sometimes you feel like you are drowning. Mm. But when you release your tension, when you release tension in your body and just relax, lay there on the water, the water itself has the ability to hold your weight. If water can hold a very big ship, how heavy is your body? So sometimes we just have to relax and let God lead. He's the one that said, go this way. Follow blindly. You have to surrender completely. There's no, oh, he said I should go this way, but um, let me reason it like this. Even if it's this way, let me try my own method. No, if he says, this is what I want you to do, that's it. Just rely completely on God. Hallelujah. Just before you go, 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 go. Please, can you clap for him? Hold on, hold on. You said you are a swim... Coach, swimming coach. coach. Yeah. Yes, sir. How do people get to swim properly? Is it you learn today, then two months later you come back, then another three months? What? How, how, how do you get Constant practice. It has to be constant practice. So our work has to be consistent it's and constant. Consistent. You can't. You can't start today and then leave it and then come back and expect that. You know, it's the same thing. Once you stop and all of that, it's almost like you are going back to the beginning yeah, well, and start yeah. afresh. Oh, wow. So the consistency keeps you going. The yeah. things that you learn now, if you don't practice them, it's as basic as any other thing. Musicians can tell. If you practice the keyboard and you leave it for weeks, by the time you come back, you already feel rusty. Same thing with drums, same thing with any instrument. It's consistency and constant practice that keeps you going. Need I say any more? Let me close with Ephesians 5. And you can go and read it at home because there are three aspects of it. Give me Ephesians 5, 1 to 2. You can give me in the AMPC version. Ephesians 5, 1 to 2, 1 and 2, or 1 to 2. It says, therefore, imitators of God, or therefore be imitators of God, copy him and follow his example, as well-behaved, beloved children imitate their father. Verse 2. And walk in love, esteeming and delighting in one another, as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. A slain offering and a sacrifice to God for you so that it became a sweet fragrance. I'm also going, now that is walk in love. To walk deeper, you must walk in love. If you cannot love your brethren that you see, is it Christ that you don't see that you will love? Take me also to that same scripture, but this time verse 15. Verse 15. It says, in my Bible, no, give it to me in New King James Version. In my Bible, it's the heading says that walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom. That's the caption of this area in my Bible. It says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Go on, 16. Redeeming the time because the days are what? Evil. Because the days are evil. Then finally in that same uh, 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 um, scripture now give me um, mm, mm. then in verse, this is verse 16 give me verse, okay, give me verse 8, verse 8 of this one so this one is walk in wisdom, verse 8 
Um, give me verse 7. Because this one now says, verse 6, it says, walk in light. I'm looking for the part, one that says, walk in light. In verse 8. Is that right? Do I have, okay, New King James Version. The three things that Ephesians 5 talks about, it says, walk in love, walk in light, and then walk in wisdom. For reason of time, we can't read all. But if you get home, or when you get, not if you get home, when you get home, read it. Study it. That those three areas, walking in love, walking in light, and also walking in wisdom. May the Lord help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Have we learned something this evening? To the measure that you have been blessed, I want you to put your hands together for Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the grace tonight. We thank you for the, for the way you have ministered to us. We thank you for the depth that you have taken us in. In this, our subject of walking deeper with you. May none of us walk shallow in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, as we have heard today, no matter how deeply we were walking before, there is a deeper way we can even walk in the name of Jesus. Father, may this message not stand against us on the day of judgment. May it stand for us in Jesus' mighty name. As many that are under the sound of my voice that desire to walk deeper with you, all of us do, as a matter of fact. Father, help us achieve it in the name of Jesus. In wherever we are, take us deeper with you in the name of Jesus. He said, nobody comes unto you unless you call them. I ask that you will call us deeper in the name of Jesus. Not only will we hear you, we will obey with you. We will obey you and we will take action in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Can we put our hands together for Jesus again? <laughs>